eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. I have a sell for you guys, and this might surprise some people. Kenneth Walker is someone I'm feeling office for right now. And I want to see what's out there. Okay, he just had a 30-point game. He had 59 yards receiving. That's not something that's usually in his repertoire. We usually are not going to see that type of receiving game from Kenneth Walker. It wasn't like it was on a bunch of targets or anything like that. That's not going to happen often. But he had four touchdowns in the last two games. There were a lot of running back carries available for the Seahawks this past week. But his snap share is going down. And Zach Charbonnet's snap share and opportunity is going up. Okay, and this was not like a closeout situation where Charbonnet came in to close out a game. This was the plan coming into the game because Charbonnet was doing this from the get. Okay. Can Kenneth Walker be an RB2 rest of season? For sure. Definitely. This is a good offense. He's a very good player. And he could come through for you most more weeks than not, right? But can you get more value back than what he might end up turning into? I think so. And this isn't about Charbonnet now becoming fantasy relevant. It's more about Charbonnet taking enough away from Walker's workload. You know, he had two carries inside the five-yard line so far this year, okay? And that's without him having as big of a role as he did in this past game, okay? He almost had a touchdown in this game as well. I don't know if you saw this. Like he truck sticked that dude at the one yard line. Ooh, it, and it looked easy for him too, dude. Um, right. But he also has taken over the passing down duties, including the two minute snaps in this game. So he does get an upgrade. Okay. So he is a better stash at the end of your bench. But back to Walker. Yeah. He had 18 carries in this game. Uh, but according to Fantasy Life data, his overall rushing share dropped from getting more than 70% of the rushing attempts each of the first two weeks to 55% of the rushing attempts in week three. Okay, this is a one-game sample, 
right? But Charbonnet can get worked in even more, right? This is a, a rookie that they just drafted, a rookie that they're still working in, right? So, you know, he looked good in this game also. Like, Charbonnet was looking good. So, like, there is a chance that he does end up taking a little bit more work. Um, even if this is kind of the limit of where he kind of hovers in terms of work taken away from Walker, I think it's still relatively significant, I would say. Um, so this is not like a fire sale by any means. Uh, you know, get good value back. Like, get a high-end wide receiver too. Like, get an Olave or a Devontae Smith. I think those might be better uh, assets, I would say, than Kenneth Walker moving forward in a vacuum. Right. And we talked about this potentially happening before the season in this backfield, that this was kind of my concern. Uh, I did not have that concern the first two weeks of the season with Walker getting the lion's share of the work. You know, 70 percent of the of the rushing share is amazing. Uh, but we're not seeing that right now. Um, we could start seeing that trend in the other direction moving forward. Uh, and by the way, his fantasy playoff stretch is brutal. And the weeks leading up to the fantasy playoffs is brutal, too. If you start in week 12, you have the 49ers the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Titans. Okay, so that's that's not really a good schedule for running backs. Yeah, not ideal at all. I mean, could we see that change from now till then? Yeah, definitely. But the way it looks right now, you know, you can definitely use that as a reason to move off Kenneth Walker, especially if you're getting good return on in, uh, what's called value for him. But it's also intriguing. You know, you talk about the rushing share going down. His route participant participation has gone down and his target share has gone down you know he had five targets in week one and he had three yards to show for it this week he gets three targets and he puts up 59 yards you mentioned that 59 yards being an outlier that's not gonna be there every week especially if zach charbonnet is gonna start moving into that charbonnet moved from 24 23 percent the first two weeks to 42 percent route participation obviously the target share hasn't you know showed up just yet for him but he's running more routes and that's gonna cut into kenneth walker's upside like you mentioned so we were worried about Kenneth Walker coming into the season, and he's looked good so far. So far, but Zach Charbonnet isn't just going to like stay away. They drafted him. I think it was the second round, right? They drafted him in the second round. They're not just going to keep him off the field. They drafted him for a reason, and it looks like it's a two-man backfield right now. Even though Kenneth Walker's putting up these big games, so I think that's a good call, one hundred percent, on Kenneth Walker as a sell. I'm going to shift gears. You know, you can sell running backs right now. I think there are a lot of wide receivers that you can sell to. I have two wide receiver sales. I'm going to get in my first one right here. And his name is George Pickens. Now, before you come at me, has George Pickens looked good enough to get the job done in two games without Deontay Johnson in the lineup? Sure. You could say that. You can't hold 29% target share and 43% air yard share against him in these past two games without Johnson in the lineup. But the problem with Pickens is that utilization is not coming as a product of necessity it's it's not coming as a product of him earning those targets it's coming as a product of necessity not necessarily because he's this guy that they have to get the ball to you know when Deontay Johnson and Pickens were both active last season Deontay Johnson saw a 24% target share to Pickens 14% now could that get a little closer maybe this season but it doesn't matter because Deontay Johnson is that guy when it comes to earning targets and we had this discussion tons of times over the offseason and last season when we were on the podcast Calvin Austin, he's also come in and he's looked fantasy relevant. You know, he put up a 19% target share of his own these past two weeks. And Pickens has produced at a very unsustainable level. I mean, you want to talk about inflated production right now based on what he's getting? He put up a shaky 50% catch rate. He's catching half of the passes thrown his way these past two weeks. And he's relying on one play, which was a 71-yard catch and run, Garrett Wilson style. 
that accounts for 38% of his fantasy points over the past two weeks. That was a 71-yard touchdown. So just under half of his fantasy points have come from one play, which is just a lightning strike. You're not going to be able to have that every single week. I know. We love the highlight reel catches that Pickens can make. We know he's a good talent. But the Seals' offense, they've also looked pretty rough so far, and they're in the bottom third of scoring offenses right now. I'm moving Pickens while I have a game log that looks good enough to make him valuable. And while Deontay Johnson's return is still far enough out in the distance that people aren't going to look and be like, well, his value is going to fall. We still have at least two games with Deontay Johnson out. I think you need to take advantage of Pickens putting up good enough performances this week on unsustainable production that you'll be able to get value out of him before it kind of falls off the cliff and Deontay Johnson comes back and claims his place as the top receiver in Pittsburgh. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, I am glad that Pickens is getting some sort of high target share, though. Like, that is, like, somewhat encouraging because, like, I was worried that he wasn't going to get it at all. Um, but, you know, 33% target share in week two, very, very solid. Week three, 24%. But then you look at what Calvin Austin did. He also put up 24% target share as well in week three. Okay, so you got to separate yourself from Calvin Austin. Okay, and that's that's kind of where we're getting at. Also, like, Kenny Pickett, like, he's not – like, look at these catchable target rates, man. 44% yeah. in week two, 67% in week three. Calvin Austin, same thing, 33% in week three. Not great. Not great. You know, so this is a, a situation where, you know, we also have to realize that this offense isn't good right now, right? And – you know, if you, you want to target guys on good offenses, George is a way to get like one strategy is to get out from bad offenses when you have those players. And I think that's another reason why we should be doing that. I think that uh, with Deontay Johnson, I don't have as much of a concern because he's going to come through for you most weeks uh, regardless. OK, right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do like it. I do like it. Um, I think um, I, I, w- I would love to see him get more work i would love to see him blossom into a good receiver because when he does get opportunity man like some of the catches and highlight plays that he makes is really 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 fun to watch and i like him as a player um i'm just hoping that he can kind of you know become a little bit more of a target earner which would be nice and kind of separate himself from the pack right that's that's kind of something that we haven't seen just yet catch that lightning in a bottle because right now it's just been lightning all over the place but it hasn't been you know, boiled down to his essence where it's like consistent production. And I think that can happen. But Deontay Johnson comes back, it's going to make it difficult. I agree. I agree. By the way, guys, you can check out the website for our trade charts and trade articles as well. Uh, All that is completely free at upperhandfantasy.com. I think that's going to do it for James Conner, guys. Okay. Uh, Arizona is kind of the Cinderella story type of thing right now. You know, beating Dallas at home last week. Right, having a great first half against the Giants, almost beating the Commanders in Week One. I, I think overall, like this isn't a good team. You know, I'm not sure how sustainable this is. Um, you know, their offensive production has been pretty good, like middle of the pack this season, but also 13th most points per game so far through three games in the NFL. And I think that can come to a hard stop pretty quickly. 
right? They had a good start here. Is that sustainable for the rest of the year? I, I really don't think so. And Connor has been kind of that engine, right, that kind of has been keeping this thing alive. Uh, the thing is that he had five targets in week one, but he's had three targets total over the last two weeks, right? And that's what's going to keep him alive when he's not scoring touchdowns. He scored two touchdowns the last two weeks. Do you expect Connor to be keeping you alive with touchdowns moving forward, like on this offense? Like, I don't think so. Arizona's going to San Francisco this week. They have Cincy the following week. So if I can sell Connor as a solid RB2 and get a real solid RB2 back, I'd love that. Like I talked about selling Walker, but at least on a, he's on a good offense, right? At least he's, he's a better player too. Like I'd rather sell Connor plus a little bit to get Walker. Like I'd sell Connor right now to go get Jacoby Myers. Like go make that deal. You know, if that manager needs a running back, a lot of managers do need running backs. And Jacoby Myers, you know, when they drafted Jacoby Myers, they weren't necessarily banking on him starting for him. Maybe their wide receiver was a solid. Right, but they need that running back yeah. because they lost. I don't know. They lost J.K. Dobbins, or you know, they don't have Saquon Barkley this week, or whatever the case may be. I think that's the move yeah. I'm trying to make. Yeah, I, I completely agree with this one. I mean, I think keeping James Conner right now is like parking your vehicle on a steep incline and not putting the emergency brake on. You know, because like there's a chance it could just go, and your your car or James Conner's value is just going to crash at some point. You're just putting a lot of faith in it when there really shouldn't be. You talk about the offense. They have looked better than we all thought they would be, but you still look up and down the roster. And this isn't a roster that has a bunch of talent at all. It's probably going to bottom out at some point. It's too bad that they got that win against the Cowboys because, of course, that makes Dallas look bad. But you mentioned it, the pr production that he's getting – Touchdown-dependent production on an offense that isn't really that good with Josh Dobbs at quarterback, you can't rely on that. And James Conner, like you mentioned, he's looked good enough these past two weeks to make it that people aren't going to look at him and be like, well, he has no value at all because he's on a bad offense. He's had solid production every week. He looks like a reliable RB2. I think that upgrading from him definitely makes sense in this scenario. Now, we talk about James Conner. He's on a bad offense. I'm going to go to another player on a bad offense who we should be selling who is super inflated right now, is value. And that's Adam Thielen again. Now, you're probably wondering why the guy, me, that was in on Adam Thielen has him on the sell lease two weeks in a row. But Zach, he was a sell last week, and he just put up 30 points with Andy Dalton at quarterback. That's exactly the problem right there. Bryce Young has started two games. Adam Thielen is averaging 10 points a game with him under center. He's also got just an 18% target share and a 16% air yard share in those two games. And those are flex numbers at best. We need to consider those numbers in the context of an offense that scored two touchdowns with Bryce Young under center. And one of them was that last-minute garbage time score to Thielen last week that I said, don't buy into that because this offense is not that good and it comes in garbage time when defenses really don't care if they allow points because there's two minutes left on the clock. If Andy Dalton were starting the rest of the way, I'd be tempted to take him off the sell list, you know, but the Panthers aren't going to turn their backs on the first overall pick in the draft two, in two games because of an ankle injury. There's no scenario where Bryce Young is benched this season because Carolina went into this season with the understanding that he's going to be the guy long-term. And if he has to play it out to get accustomed to the NFL climate, that's what they're going to do. Andy Dalton might finish a game here or there if the offense is really bad, but it's going to be Young at quarterback for the majority of the time. And that means the Panthers' offense is going to be pretty ugly when until they can get it figured out. And that might not be till late in the season or even once the fantasy playoffs are around. And by then, you're getting torched by Adam Thielen putting up fives and six bombs in your in your roster because Bryce Young's at quarterback and the Panthers offense bottoms out. He's at peak value right now, Adam Thielen is. You can flip him for a much more reliable wide receiver too, or even a running back like you mentioned if you need one. I think his value is good enough right now 
that he's not just like an add-in. He could be the main course in a trade, depending on who you're going after. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, he is like, you know, some people might look at Adam Thielen. You know, they might have had Adam Thielen on their fantasy roster in the past. You know, they have some, uh, uh, you know, some memories from like when Adam Thielen helped them out a couple of years ago. And they might view right. him as this wide receiver who's going to be getting it done all year. Right. So maybe you throw in, I keep on going back to Jacoby Myers, but like trade Adam Thielen plus something for Jacoby Myers, you know, because you're kind of yeah. almost replacing the value, perceived value in that wide receiver, but then you're also giving a little bit more uh, on top of that, a little cherry on top, you know, whoever that is. Maybe it's uh, – I'm going to keep using um, Isaiah Pacheco as that cherry on top because he scored a <laughs> touchdown last week. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 